This is the Inclusion Think Tank podcast brought to you by New Jersey Coalition for Inclusive Education, NJCIE, where we talk about inclusive education, why it works, and how to make it happen. This is part two of my conversation with Monica Ahern and Maureen Piccoli-Kern. Our conversation continues as Monica and Maureen share what they wish districts knew about inclusive education and some of the success stories they have seen over the years. Um, So the next part of the conversation, I would like to talk about um, what do you wish districts would understand about inclusive education and uh, the importance of working collaboratively with parents? I think um, uh, what I would um, hope that districts would um, understand about inclusive education is that um, it is based in research, it is based in um, theory, and it has been demonstrated um, to improve students' progress. I also wish that districts would understand that all students can learn in inclusive environments with the appropriate supports and accommodations, and um, that that districts would create cultures um, that accept diversity and that accept all children as equal in their school district. And that it's a win-win situation for everyone because all children learn best when they're in in a classroom filled with diversity, right? We all learn from each other. So our neurotypical peers, our students with IEPs, we all learn from each other. I I always, and I'm going to show my age, I, I talk about when we used to track students, right? When we used to have the high track, the middle track, the low track of students, we knew that didn't work. We proved that didn't work, right? Because we learn from each other and we we all have different strengths and weaknesses. So when we put students together, we have students who, you know, uh, districts want to put in self-contained classes or in resource rooms. Those students bring so much to the conversation and to the classroom, and then they in turn learn from their peers. So it is a it is really a win-win situation and and the world is not segregated right we all have to w- come together in the workplace and in the compu- in the community and work together so we need to learn that from when we start preschool we le- need to learn how to accept each other and work together and be together and the best place to do that is in preschool and and through and through school so it, everyone wins I think the the other thing that I I think that districts need to understand is um, inclusion is not about opening a class. Uh, um, inclusion is about a cultural shift in 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 the school, um, including everybody in the school: the principal, the assistant principal, the teachers, the janitors, the people in the lunchroom. So it's really about creating a culture of acceptance in your school in your district. And inclusion is never going to work by just opening, by simply opening a class. Because again, what we're doing is we have the inclusive class. Instead of looking at the entire school and saying, how do we become a culture that accepts diversity, that embraces diversity, that is able to appropriately address diversity? How do we become that? When you start asking those hard questions, then I think you're starting to create a culture of inclusion. Yes, that is um, the the culture of inclusion. I love that. Uh, That's another common uh, topic.
topic that comes up in these conversations and it's it goes beyond just the one inclusive classroom it's not just a classroom it's not a place uh, you know it's the whole culture of uh, the school and as you said again including everyone uh, from the top administration level um, you know down in the in the district it really does take um, you know, it's like the the village. It takes the the whole the whole village, every everybody to uh, participate, yep. make this a success. So, uh, thank you both for sharing that. Um, so, the the next question, I I know it's you know can be hard to choose just one because, as you said, you've been in this um, you know in this profession for for so long, for so many years. But was there um, a positive interaction that either one or both of you have had with a district um, as it relates to inclusive education that you can describe and share with us? I think we've both, we've both had them. Maureen, do you want to start or do you want me to? No, you know what you can do? You can do yours. Okay. So you yours. <laughs> we practiced <laughs> this already. <laughs> we went over the, most recently I, I had a really good, um, uh, experience with a family that I was working with and the family um, had been um, in a district and I won't say the district of course and had um, so actually the family was 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 in a district and they had a really good experience their child was completely included doing great and then they moved into another district and things just went downhill um, and and the kid is amazing. He's an amazing musician, and he's just a great kid. They moved into the new district. He started high school, and the district immediately put him in a self-contained class, which he had never been in. And for close to a year, we tried to work collaboratively with the district um, and have him included, and, and it just didn't work. And finally, um, and the reason I tell the story, because we want to show how we and parents become so desperate to do what's right for their kids, they moved. They actually moved from one town to another um, and moved into a district where the student started his second year of high school. And he is 100% included in high school, went from a self-contained class, um, an MD self-contained class, multiply disabled, to full inclusion. He's in the band. He is um, in. He um, is in the play in the crew. He he doesn't like to act, but he's in the crew in the play. You know the back uh, crew. He um, is so happy. I got his um, first day of school picture. Just so thrilled. Um, I've received pictures of him playing in the band. He's joined the and just so thrilled and 100% included. When he was in the other high school, he wasn't allowed to choose any of his electives because he had to go where the self-contained class was. Chose all his own electives, sat with him at his IEP meeting, sat with him with the guidance counselor. He was able to choose all his own electives. He's doing woodworking because his dad's in construction and he wanted to, he works with his dad, just amazing. And the difference for this kid is just like so night and day, I can't even explain it. And it, it we literally went from a self-contained, multiply disabled class to full inclusion just by moving one town over. So if this town can do it, the town next door should be able to do it. And, and I'm gonna tell, I actually am gonna deviate. I'm gonna tell a totally different story. Um, one, of, um, one of the things that I have been um, adamant about is transition. 
So students who are getting ready to move from school to adult life. So I've had many students who um, spent their life in their days in um, self-contained classes. And um, the parent expectation for um, one of the kids was that he was gonna go into what's called a day program. So in the adult world, that is a separate self-contained um, program that um, students will go into if they need those supports. I met with the parent, I met with the student, and we did something called person-centered planning. And when we started to talk, it became very clear that the student wanted to go out and work. And I said to the mom, you know, let's go for it. Let's go for it. And we did go for it. And it was a long road. It was a hard road. But at the end of the day, this student has been working now for, I'm going to, now I'm going to age myself. I'm probably about 10 years. Um, he, he is the happiest. He is part of his community. He is employed. He goes to company picnics. He goes to company parties. So this is a child who the district thought needed to be in a separate self-contained class for his whole life. And the community took a chance on this child and said, we're going to hire him. Um, he's going to become one of us. And he is just doing, I still go and visit him at work. He is just the happiest person in the world because he's out there. He's earning money. He's doing all of the things that we want to do. He had all of the same hopes and dreams that we did. And we were able to help him realize those dreams and, um, it was just an absolutely amazing experience. Thank you both for those um, great stories. And I think they both, um, you know, listening to both of them, it, um, it showed to me like what people are capable of when given the opportunity to, uh, you know, be placed in uh, specific settings and, and they, uh, you know, surprise people all the time. And it's just, uh, you know, it's, you don't know what someone is capable of until you give them a chance to, uh, you know, to see what they can do. So these are uh, really great examples. And um, Monica, in the story that you shared, um, you know, thinking about how just that one, you know, one town over, a few towns over, you can change and see something uh, totally different than what you saw uh, previously. Um, and, and like you said, if, if one district can do it, you know, everyone should be able to do it in their own way because it all, you know, districts are different and they're different sizes and have different resources available to them and things like that. But it, it can all be done, um, you know, can all be done successfully, uh, you know, matching up with your district and the needs and, of those students within that district. So uh, thank you both for sharing those stories. And uh, to wrap up this conversation, um, I would like for you to share uh, what you feel makes uh, you different than other advocates, other parent advocates. <laughs> We're better. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yes. I mean, what can we get? <laughs> I don't want to say it, but I, I, I think, okay, I think it all start and then Monica, I know we'll chime in. Um, I think what makes us um, not necessarily better, but different is that we have lived this, our, our, um, our whole professional careers. We've lived it on both sides of the fence, meaning that we've been in the system and now we're working outside the system. So we have a, a very good working knowledge of how the system works. Um, and I think the other thing is that um, both Monica and I and Monica 
mentioned it before, have known each other for forever. Um, we are both extremely passionate about what we do. Um, we believe in what we do. And we believe, we strongly believe that um, all kids can be included if we could figure out the right way to support the most. So I think with that belief and with that passion, um, you know, we, we can change the world. We can change the world one kid at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And I think for us, you know, as a former director, I have dealt with advocates and like in any profession, some are good and some are not so good. But for us, it's not about the fight. It's about doing what's right for the kid. So again, you know, as both of us former directors, we understand the both sides of the fence, but we also believe in going, we're not going to go in there you know, um, yelling and screaming, we're going to go in there trying to collaborate and make the relationship work, always thinking about what's in the best interest of the child, which is inclusion. And, um, you know, we'll, you know, we're going to try get what we want for, because it's right for the kid, but it's not going to be um, an adversarial um, thing. We were going to try and work. And, and uh, again, I'm going to age us both, Maureen, but we've been around a long time and we know a lot of people. So usually we can go in and, and have like a really professional conversation and say, hey, listen, like, let's sit down, let's talk. Here's how the parent is feeling. Here's what we know is right. Here's all the resources we can give you. We can write goals. We can, you know, we know, you know, we can set somebody up with DVR or DVRS or a case manager we can assist the district and assist the parent so I think that's you know and we're just better no <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh that was funny yeah that's um it's it's great and I I really appreciated this conversation with you both and um it, it's it's funny it reminded me of a friend of mine um who, who was a teacher and I came to do a presentation uh, for one of her classes. She was an English teacher. And I, um, what I didn't share with you both is that I, uh, I also have a disability. I was born with spina bifida. And um, I went and spoken to her, spoke to her classroom one day and it was the day that she was getting observed by her principal. And um, this is someone I've known since middle school. And uh, the conversation with you both and the way that you've known each other for so long reminded me of that day because her principal said, I don't know what you two just did but it was like magnificent and you need to take the show on the road like this it was so good she would ask she would say like a few words to me and i would have a whole story about something that we did and you know so it just reminded me um you know listening to you both talk and uh you know as you said you've known each other for so long and uh, have worked together on uh inclusion and, and getting uh, inclusion into uh schools in new jerseys and and, and helping uh parents and uh, working for that collaborative uh, relationship between districts and parents is uh, so important. So thank you both for, um, you know, for joining me for this episode and, and sharing your story and your experiences. And um, thank you. <laughs> thank you for thank having you. us. Yes. So I will um, be in touch with you soon. Both of you soon. Okay. Sounds great. great. Thank you. Have a good day. <laughs> Take care. We thank you for listening to this episode of the Inclusion Think Tank podcast. This podcast is brought to you by New Jersey Coalition for Inclusive Education and JCIE. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on social media at NJCIE. Until next time.